You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna Podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name's Chelsea Zerna, and I'm a women's empowerment coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week, I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders, and spiritual lightworkers who aren't afraid to step into the unknown and explore the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. Hi, Lourdes. Thank you so much for joining. Hi, Chelsea. Thank you so much, so much for having me. So excited to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd love to get into, so you've been a therapist for 25 years now. That's incredible. Yes, that shows you how old I am. Yes, I've been a therapist for a very, very long time. Actually, I've been a therapist for longer than that, but I've been teaching for the last 25 years. So uh, yeah, it's been a long time. Ah, Awesome. And how did you get started? Well, I grew up in the Basque Country. The Basque Country is a little, little area in the north of Spain. And uh, it has a big, long tradition of healers and and, uh, traditional medicine. So I grew up with my mother uh, preparing traditional medicine and herbs and going to the mountains to pick up herbs with my dad. And my mom later on will will set up into a little, uh, you know, potion to use. Uh, So traditional medicine or herbal medicine has always been in my life. And I never thought I was going to be anything else. I always wanted to be a health practitioner. I always wanted to, to, to see. I'm very curious, see. So I'm always wanted to see how we work, humans, how we communicate with each other, how we communicate with the rest of the world, with the natural world. world. So um, yeah, that's that's all I've been doing all my life, really. That's amazing. And when you were, how old were you when you got started? Um, uh, probably about 22, 23, I came back from traveling around South America where I learned loads of things from indigenous people. And I started, uh, and I lived in London at the time. I lived in London for a long time, for about 14 years. And, um, yeah, that's when I started studying properly. I started uh, with reflexology, aromatherapy, um herbalism and then i did naturopathy and then the big breakthrough for me was um getting to know about biodynamic craniosacral therapy and that was uh, mm. the glue that put everything together so amazing yeah. biodynamic cranial sacral therapy can yes. you go into that a little bit i'd love to hear more it's a mouthful i know it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but it's um it's very very interesting it comes from osteopathy and basically, it teaches you how you communicate with yourself and with the rest of the world. It talks to you about your midline, which is the central axis that we have from where we manifest our whole system. Uh, it introduces you to the primary respiration. I mean, I could go on and on about this because this is what I teach and this is my passion. But to, to sum it up quickly... Is about uh, the idea that we all vibrating, that every single cell in your body is vibrating, the whole universe is vibrating. So um, our body is vibrating too, and is it has a pulsation, it has a, a breathing mechanism that has nothing to do with the respiratory system or with your cardiovascular system, but is is a, is a pulsating uh, rhythm that we have where we our bodies expand and contract in a very, very slow and beautiful way. And it, by connecting with that rhythm, we connect with the breath of life, which uh, some other people would call it chi or prana 
or life force itself. But that's how we connect with the breath of life is by connecting to that primary respiration. And it has um, is related to the fluid in your body, to the cerebrospinal fluid, which has a movement and a respiration in itself. I don't mm. know. Yeah, does that make sense? It does, yeah. And the spine is super important too for opening up our um, our energy systems in the body, exactly. our chakra system. Exactly. So that's that's amazing. So the work that you do, do you also unblock the chakra system, or is it kind of is it not super related in that way? Well, it is related. It's just different names to call it, uh, to call the same thing. But uh, I work with um, the main, the three main energy centers or communication centers in our body, which are aligned, uh, the chakras are aligned in the same ways. Everything is aligned in our midline, our central axis, from our sacrum all the way up to our head. And the chakras are aligned there as well. And these three main communication centers are our core, our heart, and our mind. And if we, the three of them are aligned, we can manifest our system in a harmonious way. If they're not aligned, then we can have more difficulties um, showing who what, what our message is. It's in the same way as the chakras. It's just a, a little bit of a simpler um, theory. That is the same thing. Yeah. For sure. Okay, amazing. And so um, how was MindTouch born out of this? So you started off doing therapy, started off doing body work, and then eventually created MindTouch. Yeah, I created MindTouch because actually I saw the need that my clients and my students had for a, a simple method and that can um, get them to relate to their own bodies and to their loved ones in a very uh, in a very deep and, and respectful way, but through communication, through their hands, through touch. I believe that um, touch is uh, essential in our being. If you think about it, Chelsea, when we are born, if a baby is born and is not touched by anybody, by the time they are two, they will develop really huge cognitive and developmental problems that will never be solved again. And that need for touch, for physical contact uh, that we have as humans, as, as animals, if you want to say, um, uh, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go away. All through our life, we have the same physical need of being held, of being, uh, being touched and being feeling like we belong. It's just a very tribal uh, need that we have. But... In our lives, we live very, very isolated lives. We can do yoga, we can do meditation, we go to the to the gym, we do tai chi, whatever. But we do it usually in our own little bubble and not in contact with anybody else. This has even been lost in our families because it's very rare nowadays. Where uh, you know, and it depends on the culture. You know, cultural differences in here are huge, but it's very rare where a family has a, a connection, a physical connection through through hugs and through just a hand in the shoulder when we're feeling low. That's the kind of connection that I'm talking about. And our culture has really um, made it taboo in a way. So when totally. we're feeling, when we're feeling um, uh, down, when we're feeling isolated, when we're feeling confused and anger, pain, what do we do? We need to go to a therapist usually. And which is great, and I'm not taking that away because obviously we need health professionals with with uh, professional knowledge of our bodies. But who's going to be better than your loved one or your partner or your 
you know, your 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 kids or your flatmate or your friends to to bring you back to health. And not forgetting that we can do that to ourselves as well. We need to acknowledge that we are inside this body and that anything that we want to learn, first it has to be transmitted through the body, otherwise it will not be integrated into our system. We can expand our mind, we can explore our emotions, but if we don't integrate it through our body, they will not be uh, long-lasting effects. No, they will have to go through our body. Our body has a memory. Yeah, you know what, and that's so interesting. So you and I, we met at Mind Valley, and I actually met you during um, the. You did a, a Mind Touch um, event last year during one of the morning sessions, and I loved it yeah. so much. And one of my favorite parts of Mind Valley is how much everybody hugs. Like every yes, time I walk exactly. into a building, I just feel this overwhelming amount of hugs. And last year was yes. my first time attending Mind Valley, and I wasn't. I had never experienced a culture that was so um, like physically loving and I really, really enjoyed it to the point where I felt like it helped me tap into my essence more. Like it raised my vibrational frequency into states of love and bliss. And I was able to totally get out of my mind and really be so present with the people in front of me and then present with myself because I wasn't needing anything. I felt like I was so fulfilled, like filling with love. And then I, I had so much like life force energy running through me that I felt so clear in my purpose and my mission. And I ended up leaving my job after Mind Valley last year because I was so clear on what I wanted. And it was, wow. and I really think that there's a connection there. Like I felt that because I received so much love from everybody there and it was like a month long, right? So it was just a yeah. month of this constant um, life force energy running through me. I didn't feel that, um, you know, when I'm in America, I feel that I constantly am balancing, okay, hanging out with friends and and constantly um, grinding away at my job. And I don't ever have the chance to connect to myself and to feel very free and expressive. And at Mind Valley, I was able to do that. And I think that's a huge contributing factor. And I know people in the olden days used to live in tribes. And Uh the tribes of people would Um, people would just uh, like have their family and their friends and they would all kind of be in community constantly. They would never be lonely or never be kind of looking out externally for like all of these validation and love because it was all right there. Exactly. Yeah. And and this physical touch makes you feel like you belong, that you don't need to say anything. Your body knows exactly how you feel when somebody hugs you. And how nice that does that feel when you go into Mind Valley and for a month you are constantly having 50 hugs a day and you take yeah. it for granted at the end. Uh, I know for newcomers it's a bit shocking and might be a bit overwhelming, but a couple of days later you're actually looking forward to hugging everybody that you see. Totally. <laughs> and it makes you feel like you belong. It makes you feel like there's nothing need to, to be said. It's, it's just like, okay, I got you, I listen to you, I am... Um, uh, I'm, I'm here and that's it over you go it's a beautiful thing yeah yes. and you know I hosted an ecstatic dance um, at this previous Mind Valley and yeah. at the beginning of the dance we did a um, almost like a massage like we had three different partners and the two people on the ends 
would kind of just relax the person in the middle, like just be able to touch the person. And one of the the people that attended had no idea we were going to do this. And he was super uncomfortable with touch. It was one of the oh. first days of Mind Valley, and so he was, you know, he was he was okay doing it. He was like, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to do it, I want to try it. And at the end of the, and he was really uncomfortable in the beginning. His face was smushed in, and he was just kind of like yeah. squirming a little bit. And by the end of it, I said, okay, share your experience. How was this? And he goes, this was the best day of my entire life. Like I needed oh this so much, and 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 I could feel it in his being. He was just. He craved that and he needed that. He needed to just feel touch. And it was like, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. And I think those moments of discomfort, like at the beginning of Mind Valley, when people are a little bit uncomfortable giving hugs by like day three or day four, they're just like overly excited about it. And it's (laughs) it's this moment of total transition of like, this is uncomfortable. I'm not used to this. And then they grow through that. And then it's something that they crave. I know because we all crave because it's a natural need. It's like food. It's like food for the soul. It's food for the body. And we forget about this. But it's the only only sense that is just completely necessary to, to reach our full potential. We can be blind, we could be deaf, we could be, you know, lose our smell or our sense of, of taste, but we can never lose our sense of touch or otherwise we will not survive. Imagine how important it is. Totally. I agree. And they, they talk about the five um, love languages, uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, and um, I forget the fifth one. Um, but it's, I used to be, um, words of, or I, excuse me, I used to be quality time and slowly I've developed into physical touch. And I think it's one of the highest ways, the most, one of the highest conscious ways of connection because there are no words and you're literally communicating with energy and it's like feeling someone's literally feeling someone's body and feeling their frequency and kind of responding based on that. Yeah. And because the body doesn't lie, it's like we our mind plays all kinds of tricks on us and we can overanalyze a feeling or overanalyze a situation or even a aha moment when you go, oh my God, and then two minutes later you're overanalyzing it. The body doesn't do that. It is, the body is what it is and it, and it knows exactly how it feels when somebody puts their hand on you and in a gentle, nurturing, safe way, you can feel it. In the same way that if somebody puts a hand on you in, a, in an abusive way, you can feel it. It's not, there's no filters. Your body actually feels everybody else's energy and your own. You have to, the other thing that for me is really important, I mean, I know it's connection with everybody else is important, but connection with yourself, you have to acknowledge every cell in your body and you have to welcome it and you have to, um, you have to feel that feeling of gratitude to, towards every cell of your body and acknowledge it. And that's very important too, like self Absolutely. Well. And I think in our culture, it's almost, you kind of talked about it earlier, but it's a bit taboo in a way. Like touch is yeah. a bit taboo. And even even the comfort in our own bodies, like growing up, if, if we're not like constantly giving hugs and we're not, we don't feel that it's safe or it's okay to show affection towards other people. We almost lose that affection to ourselves 
And we're in this huge self-love culture right now. And it's also like acceptance of the body. And I found through all the ecstatic dances that I've done, people feel Mm -hmm. at the end of the dance, people feel so comfortable in their body and they're able to go out in the world and feel comfortable and more powerful in their entire lives. It's almost like this total self-acceptance gives people freedom to just be. Exactly, because... I think, like you say, like I love static dance, by the way. And and why? Because it makes you feel that you totally inhabit your body. You let your mind go. You're not in your mind anymore. You're actually feeling instead of doing. And that's what the body does for you. You have to feel, in a way, you know, all this about being present and being in the here and now. It's about being able to feel every little thing that is happening at this moment. And if you're not in your body, if you're only in your mind, you're not going to be unable to mm. do that. So and something like mind touch or something like uh, a static dance, what does is to, to us is like we inhabit our body again and we can feel again. And that's what makes us feel alive, be, you know, actually inhabiting our Absolutely. Body. And I think it also connects us to our intuition, that internal navigation system. Yes. Because when we feel what's going on inside and we not only feel externally, like feel our body, like, you know, we're, we're, we're comfortable with ourselves, but it's also like, like knowing what we're feeling internally, because that's where our intuition comes from, right? Like a thought and a feeling. It's listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's listening, listening with, with our body. The meditation that I do, the, the three energy center meditation, and it's a very easy one and you can do it anywhere, but it's ba- basically listening to these three energy centers. And the main one, the, the, the first one, is your core. And if you put one hand in your core just below your navel, you can feel your, your grounding, you can feel your instinct, you can feel how uh, your creativity, your identity, your blood, the connection with your ancestors, the, the connection with the earth. If you don't put your hand there and actually make a point of feeling it, it's a lot more difficult just by, just by a physical act of resting your hand just below your navel. You can connect with this amazing gift that we have of our instinct and our intuition and our connection with Mother Earth and with our ancestors is very important. That's so beautiful. And I'm curious, what are ways that you connect deeper with your intuition? Like, what are the different methodologies and things that you've done to kind of go deeper with that navigation system and that trust? Yeah, well, that's actually comes back to that a little bit because the intuition, the first energy center, your core, is what is going to give you uh, the first gut feeling, you know that phrase in English, the gut feeling, when you walk into a party and you have the gut feeling that, oh, am I nervous, am I welcome, am I going to be okay, or you meet somebody and you have that gut feeling of, of you know, this is this person is going to, I'm going to be safe, it's going to be nurturing relationship, or, or, or no, I have to, you know, it's aggressive or, or it's not for me. That gut feeling is your instinct, and that your instinct is your animal instinct that translates into intuition. And is the intuition is when you have that gut feeling, then just before you start analyzing it, just before you start thinking, overthinking it, that's your intuition. That's the message. And by going into your body and listening to your body, you can really tune into your intuition. 
is that one is your core is your heart your heart knows exactly how much love you are giving and receiving and how you connect with that unconditional love and is your mind or your connection with your higher self if you align those three then your intuition is is the thing that's going to rule in your life and that's that's the way to manifest who you really are actually that's you know, the way to remember who you really are because you already know we just forget about for it sure <laughs> yes yeah. and yes. I always ask everybody who comes on the podcast about a time in your life where everything was telling you not to do something and everybody around you was telling you not to do something and logically it didn't make any sense but you listened to your intuition and you did it anyways Mm, yeah god how many times <laughs> yes yes because because we are you know culturally um uh, not suppressed but you know we are well we we do have a lot of cultural influences in our decisions and if you are a woman or, or a person that uh, is guided by the, her intuition or his intuition is going to be really hard sometimes to go against it so you go else. with your intuition constantly so to the point where yeah i I, I tried, I really tried, and sometimes it's been, you know, people that go with their intuition, sometimes they are called impulsive, and they, and it's almost like, it almost has like a bad connotation, but <laughs> but being impulsive is that you really listen to your intuition, so it's good. Actually, I just posted something a couple of days ago in, in Facebook when, uh, uh, about how I met Mindvalue, how I met Vision. And that was interesting because I, I was lying on the beach here in Barcelona and I was flicking through Facebook and then Vision said, um, I saw a post from Vision saying, oh, I'm in Barcelona, uh, my family doesn't arrive until tomorrow, does anybody want to come and have some dinner this evening? I literally jumped up and got dressed so fast and my husband said, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm just going to have dinner with this guy, but don't worry, I'll come back later. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I, and that was one of those impulsive, intuitive movements where I just went, I need to meet this guy. I didn't even know very well who, what Mindvalley was. And I've seen him in Facebook a few times, but I didn't really know what it was about. But I went and we had dinner with another a couple of people. And I just thought, wow, he's so intense, interesting. I love what he's doing in the world. And then a year later, the Mindvalley Barcelona happened. And I, I, I just think my life has never been oh, the same amazing. again. So. That was one moment when I just my intuition and my gut feeling was like, yes, I really need to to get up and go. Uh, yeah, I think every traveling that I've done since I'm young, when I, I don't know, when I was 20 and I went to South America with a backpack, that was my gut feeling saying, hey, let's go and see the world. And yes, a lot of um, opposition there, but that was one of the best things I've ever done. So, <laughs> yeah. Curiosity is the thing that drives intuition as well. If you're curious about everything, your intuition mm, I will love guide that. You. I think you have to. I love that. Yes. If you're curious about life, if you're curious about yourself, about how everybody else works in, in here, how, you know, how everything is related to each other, uh, then your intuition will be there shouting at you because you want to learn. And yes, your intuition will absolutely. So, I would totally yes. agree with that for sure. And now going back to mind yeah. touch, I'm curious because I, I would, I would imagine that a lot of people that come to you have some sort of either trauma or some sort of just, or just a desire to connect deeper. But I feel that there's so much of that yeah. in culture where 
um, you know, sexual harassment is a huge thing and, or just people having lack of touch in their lives in general, but how has that related to the work that you've done? Have you, have you worked with a lot of people who've dealt with different sorts of trauma? Yes. Yes, I work with a lot of people with abuse, and unfortunately, it's very common. So, you know, even if if it's not the reason why they come through my practice, eventually it comes up in the, during the session. So, yes. And the the thing that works, and I, I think it works for everything, only for traumatic experiences like abuse, is um, listening, really. We need to learn to listen, to listen to ourselves, but to listen to others. If you create the space and hold the space for somebody to feel so comfortable that you, you they feel that they are not judged, they are not they, you don't have any expectations and you're just grateful that they are sharing their story. Eventually that person will open up and will trust you to the point where you can you can hold their space basically and listen to them. We all have every traumatic event, is just an energy cyst stuck in the body. Energy, I don't know if right. you want me yeah, to explain yeah, yeah. a little bit about that. Is every every trauma, everything, every traumatic event that happens to us is just an excess energy in different forms. It might, it might be emotional form, physical form, a virus, an accident, an abuse, whatever, and it's just a excess of energy that our body is incapable of dealing with is incapable of digesting incapable of, and totally of integrating a mind what um, body a pain body right is this the same thing as a pain body okay yes yeah, yeah. A pain body and that pain body gets stored in our body in the form of uh, energy cyst or little compact pockets of energy and that those co- those energy cysts the, the compact pockets of energy Eventually, um, I mean, eventually they will start screaming for attention because they need to be recognized and they need to be valued and they need to be accepted. So every trauma needs to be that, to be, it needs to be listened to. It needs to be recognized, valued and accepted and, and listened to. And then it will decompress. That energy will fade away and will be absorbed and reabsorbed mm, by the yes. rest of our system. I can see... Our bodies are only just bubbles of energy vibrating. If you think about, you know, what Tesla said, if you want to explain the universe things or in terms of frequency and vibration, all we are is bubbles of energy vibrating at a different speed and different density. If this excess energy from a traumatic experience is condensed in one area of our body, it will eventually gather force and, and scream and cry for attention. So only by listening to it, it will decompress, and it, and that excess energy compressed and maintained in the, by the system, it will be available for the rest of the body, and and it will stop giving the. And that's the a beautiful way of describing it too, because all energy wants to be expressed and acknowledged, and most people's first response exactly. is to repress it and push it down because they don't want to acknowledge it and see it, and, exactly. and it creates problems later. Because. Exactly because we are scared of it because because that that excess energy is scary if we let it go in one go we need to know as well we need to know how and how much to to release and you know just listen to it and hold it with as if you hold a little baby and and you know let it scream and let it cry until it comes down 
And obviously, this is this is where professionals, the health of a, the hand of a professional comes in, because you have to have experience to to listen to somebody's pain body, like you call it. Is is you have to have experience because we all have pain bodies, and it's really difficult not to resonate with somebody else's pain body. So you have to have experience of how to do, how to listen to somebody else's. But I think going back to mind touch, I really believe that we can do this within our community, our tribe, our family, our loved ones, in a very beautiful way. And actually, that's my mission. My mission in life is just to get everybody to listen mm, to so each beautiful. other a little bit more. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit about the process of Mind Touch? Yeah, the process. Like uh, in a session, for example, when you come to your session, uh, first we have a little... Actually, we always have a cup of tea, Um that's probably very British of me, but it's because I think that we are related to, we're going to be related to our, the fluid in our body. And it's very uh, calming and it's very um, uh, reassuring to exchange and to share a cup of tea or some kind of beverage, but a cup of tea is perfect while we talk about your symptoms, while we talk about the reason why you can, you know, why why uh, the the what was the reason to come to the practice what do you want how do you get here how do you get to this situation and maybe you don't know what you want from it but how open you are to new possibilities and new opportunities coming your way so usually we start to explore as uh, through different systems so we start to explore what we can do in your daily life to uh to to change and to to reset your whole system and then we go into the massage table. I, I do a little bit of massage, a little bit of uh, just uh, getting to know how your body reacts and how you, what, what has your body been holding until then. And we finish this, the, the whole, the whole um, session with, uh, with listening through the biodynamic craniosacral therapy techniques. So it's a three-step session first we talk and we relate to each other and see what we can uh what the frequencies are between each other then we do we go into the physical body and then we Mm. go into the biodynamic yes that's beautiful and when you did it with us at nine valley we all had partners and we were saying mainly at the head space and we were massaging the head and kind of getting each other comfortable are you also do you also do that is it mainly like cranios is it mainly staying no no, no, is that no? Is I only did that in Mind Valley because we only had like a couple of hours. But in my Mind Touch course, we do the whole body, and we do you know that when you come to do the Mind Touch practitioner uh, course, we 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 go first through all the main principles, and then we practice through the whole body from the from the feet. That's all the beautiful. Way up to the head. And then you so reintegrate the at the end through yeah. communication again, because like a lot of trauma may come up through that, right? That process. Yes. Yes, it's like a journey. It's like a it's like a trip, and you know, it's a, it's a journey, really. So, for example, I had a new client today, and she. The other thing that happens is sometimes people tell you one story, but the body, but the body is telling me another story. Uh, so the the mind is is telling the story that they've been telling themselves for years, maybe. But their body, when I touch them and when I see them and when I when I can read their body, they're telling me another story. So today, for example, this new client that through, uh, you know, halfway through, 
she started crying, she started to, to well, you know, to, to release some symptoms and a whole other story came up into the, into the surface, which was the real trauma, which was the real issue that we had to work. So, yes, there, there has to be a time to reset and to, um, to, to give the body and this whole system time to reabsorb and, and digest whatever is happening. Mm, that's in the, beautiful. In the and that's, I'm sure that that's super helpful for a lot of people. And you've been doing this for 25 years now, this, this process. Mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I started with a, you know, with more of a physical massage body, but then biodynamic psychotherapy is amazing. And it really is the glue that, that makes sense uh, for me. So, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's what I've been doing for a long time now. But the, the thing that I really enjoy more, I love doing one-to-one session, obviously, but the thing that I really enjoy more is teaching people how to do this to each other because the, 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 the one thing that I love is when I get the feedback from families, from mothers saying, oh, my God, I haven't had this connection with my teenage son for years or I haven't had this connection with my partner or with my mother or with, you know, these, these, the loved ones, the connection with the loved ones, just by spending 15 minutes with this, with your loved one in this way, with knowing these concepts that I'll teach in Mind Touch, it will really change the communication with them. And that's my goal, you know, that's my, I, that's that's what I enjoy most when somebody comes back and says, oh, the communication with my father is amazing. Not just, not because we couldn't talk to each other anymore, but because we can just relate to each other in this very mm, simple, That's so beautiful. And, and in the future, how do you see Mind Touch evolving? And how do you kind of see it changing the world and shifting the way that people interact with each other? Like, what would be your ideal world for Mind Touch? My my ideal role and, and is that Mind Touch is taught in, in an early age in schools. People, the kids need to, I have lots of young young clients and young students actually in some of the courses that I do. Like in Mind Valley, I did teach a, a workshop to the teenagers as well. But in here, I teach more to, to young people as well. And it's about my 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 goal is to to integrate mind valley like mindfulness you know everybody knows what mindfulness is because it's related to meditation and mind mind touch it should be the same it should be like okay is you're doing mindfulness but with your body with your hands and just to have it so integrated in the schools and in the families that they they do this without even thinking and they're not even thinking about how taboo it is to touch each other but they remember that cuddling each other and holding each other is the best thing in the whole world i mean the mothers know how to do it and and kids know how to do it we just forget afterwards because of all the society's weird ideas that are implanted in our head but you know we just have to reclaim our right to 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 hold on to each other like when we were little and you hurt yourself and all you want is a cuddle from your mommy or your daddy or your big sister this is what we need. This is what we need. Seriously, we need, we need I am mind so on board with that. It's life changing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yes. if you were to give one message to the listeners of something that they could do to implement this in their lives, or a message that they could carry out of this podcast, what would be the message or the action that they could take? Okay, the message is 
really inhabit your body, listening to it, listen to your body. You are not aware of how you communicate with the rest of the world because we all communicate with the rest of the world um, in in a vibration mode, in a, as as a freak with our frequencies, with our energetic uh, body. So if we are aware and we inhabit our bodies, we will be able to manifest our true message, our true essence in a clear and beautiful way. If we are not connected to our mind, heart and core, we're not going to be able to manifest that. We, our message is going to be confusing and the message is going to be, it's going to come from our pain body. But if we inhabit and welcome every cell of our body and we practice these meditations, I mean, the one I teach is fine, but any meditation that connects you with your body, that will definitely, definitely improve the communication with you and the rest of the world. First is self-love, self-communication, and, and welcome every cell of your body and acceptance. And then with that message, you can communicate with yeah. the rest of the world in a beautiful, beautiful way. And be authentic, be you. There's nobody, no, nothing else to be. We're just here to experience life. We're not here to do anything else apart from feeling alive every second of our existence. How do we feel alive? By connecting to our body, to our feelings, and not to our mind only, but to our feeling, how we feel in our body. And if we connect to that essence, we are all made of love. That's what we are. We are love. So if we connect with love, that's what you're going to express. And that's how mm, that's so the beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much for being on this podcast today. I'm sure that everybody got so much out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And if they want to, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, Laura does, how can they do that? Mm -hmm. uh, they can go through my website, mindtouchbarcelona.com. They can contact me through Facebook, which is MindTouch as well, or my name, Lourdes Aldanondo. Uh, they can contact me through Instagram, which is MindTouch or Lourdes Aldanondo. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if they want to learn this, uh, there's plenty of retreats that I'm running and courses that I'm running and online course that is coming up soon. So, yeah, if anybody's interested in this, I'll Beautiful. be happy, very happy Thank to you so to much. Them and to help them. I will talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. All right.